1: <laughs>
0: you always shaking your eye. <laughs> Animation Conversation Welcome to Animation Conversation Weekly for July 15th, 2009. I'm Adel dahl And my name is Morten Övali. And we will be guiding you through the show. This week on Animation Conversation Weekly we have a long interview with animator Stein Loeth, right? That Morten did when he was in Madrid last week. So there won't be any other news this week. But at the end of the show we will reveal the winners of our or the winner of our competition from two weeks ago. So as you
2: might have noticed, there was no podcast last week, and the reason for that is that I was in Madrid on vacation. But I was visiting an old friend of mine, Stein. Stein is currently working on his own short movie called Torre Rigo, which you can follow over at torereg And be sure to check out our show notes for further details. And uh, without any further delay, here is the interview with Stein. So, we're here at uh, El Retiro Park in Madrid, and I'm uh, lucky to be sitting next to uh, Stein Lutwright. Um Stein, could you tell us a little bit about your background, name, age,
1: um, favorite movie? Favorite movie as well. Well, I'm um, 28 years old now. I've been uh, working at animator for four years now, around in, uh, in Europe. And the favorite movie would be uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Do you
2: have a favorite animated feature?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. But I think it would go towards uh, Monsters Inc.
2: Could you tell us a little bit about the different studios that you
1: worked at? Yeah, well, I've been working, uh, I think, about on about 10 studios now. In, in different places in Europe, mainly in Paris, and uh, some in Norway, of course, and some and one here in Spain. And, uh, but well, you started
2: off in Norway, and then moved to France,
1: and yeah. then to Spain. Yeah, that was that was the thing. It seems as though it's here in Europe, at least, I've n- never worked outside Europe, so I can't tell for the rest of the world, but it seems as though it's the... The production is is somewhat chaotic here in in Europe. I can I can imagine it has something to do with um, with uh, getting money for for productions in in Europe. It seems as you are very dependent on sponsors.
2: So how would you say it's different working in, in France as opposed to
1: Spain? Well, France is extremely competitive. It's uh, because it, the market consists of just freelance animators that jump from project to project and this project tends to be I don't know, maybe a month, maybe two months maybe less even and uh, well everyone wants a piece of the cake and maybe not caring so much about the final project but what they can get out of it uh, and then uh, how they can use that to promote themselves for the next project
2: Would you say the atmosphere is more relaxed in Spain?
1: Yeah, I I would say it's uh, well in a good way, I mean, relaxed. A, uh, yeah, well... Yeah, among the animators, it's, it's, it's definitely more relaxed. And uh, also more supportive, I would say. Would you say the teams are more international in Spain than in France? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's uh, It has... I thought to begin with that maybe the level of English would be worse here in Spain. But after two years, I think, I think it's actually better here in Spain than in France. At least people make more of an, an effort to understand you if you, if you can't speak the lo, local language. How, how about the food? Food is worse. Food is worse here in Spain. Paris is wicked good food, but, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a great city to, to visit. But maybe you wouldn't want to live there.
2: But they, they have some mean tapas
1: in Spain. They have mean tapas, but you can, you can be dead sure you're going to gain some weight after a year here, by far. You're going to, everything's going to be fried, deep fried. I haven't seen any dish that's boiled yet. Salads, you can't find. Fish, ha, forget about it. It's meat, and then there's meat to go with that.
2: How would you describe the life as an animator nomad? Ah,
1: well, that's, that's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Uh, And I can, I can recommend it if you're, uh, (laughs) If you're under thirty, <laughs> I, uh, if if you want money, it's not the way to go. You it's gonna be very hard to save up cash, and you you'll have to work hard on your network. It's gonna be half of your job to to maintain the network as you as you go along. It's um, yeah, and also make sure you're getting well paid. That's that's probably the thing. You are you cannot really expect to. At least if it goes for small productions like commercials, you, you'll be hard pushed to get any very good reel after 2-3 or years still. So you, if, if you want to go for the reel, you should go for bigger productions. Uh, anyways, as for traveling, just um, make sure you don't own too much or that your parents has big, big house. Make sure you send all your stuff there and then, and then just go.
2: How would you say being a Norwegian and working in Europe as opposed, to, I mean, in regards of paying taxes, getting paid, is that a lot of
1: work or does it go pretty smooth? <laughs> well, <laughs> I uh, haven't hired anyone professional to do my taxes for me so far. So I've been doing it myself.
2: But you do it as a,
1: an own company or do you do it as a private person? That has been depending on the, on the process I've been to. I have my own freelance company in Norway which I've been sending bills from to different persons or different companies in Europe. And then th- those money I've been taxes in i no- I've been taxing in Norway. But when I've been for example hired here in Spain, I've been paying taxes directly. I-, I tried a couple of times to hire professionals to do it for me, but I sort of steered clear on my case. Oh yeah, you're uh, you're having your company here but you're not living here, huh? Well, and you're living ar- around in Europe. Well, no stable address, you say? Well, then they sort of tend to sort of stay clear of me. But, I, I'm, I mean, you're going to have to spend two days anyways, every year, doing your taxes. So, I wouldn't say it's that bad.
2: For um, people visiting Madrid, to you have, uh, like, if you were to give one recommendation? Well, this park is great.
1: Uh, El Retiro Park? El Retiro Park, right now, it's a booming... Uh, 35 degrees for sure it's I can't see a cloud can you see a cloud more no I'm
2: having a hard time spotting a cloud It's yeah it's, um, it's really nice here. it's
1: really nice I think it's I think we're talking about three four square kilometers of just really nice tended park. and it's re- the atmosphere is really relaxed really relaxed and, and the uh, beer is good the beer is good the Clara is good I uh, I would say this is my favorite spot in all Madrid if you're gonna live here in Madrid don't live in the outskirts. Live in the center, and uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna have a really nice time. The same goes for, for Paris for sure. I'm uh, I'm hoping to move to to München now in a in a couple of months. That could be good. I I heard lots of nice about München, so I would like to see what it's like. Of course. Also, I would like to try London if I get the chance. We'll see. You. Right now, all all the balls I'm juggling with are in the air, so I can I can totally go anyway. So, what are your
2: impressions of working with uh, under animation
1: leads, supervisors, and directors? Oh yeah, that's uh, well. There's always a chain above you that you need to that you need to work with, and of course, it can be a lot of people to please. Uh, It can be great to have uh, more than one people above you, but of course the chain needs to work that uh, they need to have uh, their they need to have similar ids so you don't go back and forth and fix too much like say for example directly first above you is your lead and uh, he or she will probably have uh, some opinions about your work
2: but is that on a, an acting
1: level or just on a technical animation level like what i've found so far is that the lead usually has technical uh, like making sure that your pose is looking, looking nice because uh, you are supposed to present your acting ideas more, more to the director and more to the supervisor. Yeah. Um, and then of course then the next step is supervisor or director. Some cases you have to go through a supervisor before you actually get the show to the director. And then uh, the director will probably comment on how, it's, how it's, the scene is working within the sequence. Or if it's uh, the typical character acting, if you're if you're way off base and you should sort of go another direction, etc. Um, it's it's very important early on to, to show acting ideas to the supervisor as quick as possible, uh, preferably all the way to the director. Because uh, I mean that these are different persons and you can never guess what the director is going to say and. At the end of the day, he's the one, or he or she is the one you you have to make sure likes your work. So uh, <clears throat> it has it has happened sometimes. Of course, you, you work all the way up to polishing level with the supervisor, and suddenly the director comes and says, like, "Well, you know, I have a different idea for this." <laughs> that can happen, but I mean, at the end of the day, you you know, you're selling a service. So if you're getting retakes it doesn't really matter so much because you're going to get paid for it anyways and also the shot will be better i've never uh, experienced that a shot will be worse after retakes yeah i I would say that every shot i did on the last last productions i think had some changes from my my initial ideas but they always turn up better i'm very grateful for the changes in the end of course it can be a little tough you know to receive it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the most calm person when I, when I get the change, but uh, I mean, just take a coffee and think, think oh, what what you have to do and, and just do it. And then probably, probably like after half an hour, you'll see, hey, it's going great. Maybe, maybe I can even add some more top on top of this. The, the, the saddest thing that can happen is when a director can't give you a retake because of production. Because uh, maybe maybe the production coordinator whispers in his ear and say, you know, you, um, you don't really have time for this, or there's no, not, more, not enough money to do this shot now, you just have to accept it. That's, that's the saddest part as animator for me, is that you can't, you can't please the director as much as you, you should.
2: Uh, working in a hierarchy ties in with my next question. Yeah. How do you experience working on smaller projects as opposed to
1: working on bigger projects? Do you have any preferences? Well, I mean, you, you are going to have more responsibilities on smaller projects. Uh, I will, as animator, you most likely your IDs will be accepted easier. Uh, I find that the best animation I do is when there's another another person involved in the ID decision because. You can you can really bog yourself down with your own ideas, and it has to be like this. Or so the moment you get some fresh eyes, it's just gonna be looking better at the end. So yeah, also I'm I'm really for trying out ideas. It's you you should never you should never block out other people's ideas just because there's not enough time. Or actually, when a shot has been approved, you're supposed to just send it off. Well, I I can't really. <laughs> I'm not saying uh, that you should do it, but I, I tend to take two more hours and and ask around for just polishing, for example. You can't change acting at this point. You should never ever change acting at this point. <laughs> but maybe you can uh, change some arcs. Maybe you can have some nicer polishing settles and stuff like this. If you can um, keep, <laughs> if you can keep the production coordinator at bay, And say like, yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be there then i mean you're, you you probably end up with just just a little better shot, and you you're not gonna have to look at your shot
2: what what do you enjoy the most about uh, starting up on animation projects in different countries and moving about oh. what what
1: gives you the most well i mean you you always have a, a clear idea of how things are gonna be because I mean you get a call say you okay go you you're going to this country in a in a month and you you get all this. You get excited. You you have very clear idea how things are going to be. Of course, not going to be like that at all. That uh, that part before you go is is super exciting. Of course, you you make all these great plans and yeah. Now finally, I go to a new country. I'm definitely going to start exercising more regularly and uh, I'm going to do this and this and make sure at least I'm going to now for new production. I'm definitely going to film more of myself and do more planning and then of course production happens again and <laughs> well I mean you do change over time You, uh, I would say that I, I did way more planning for the shots at this production that's also because I had more time so but I, yeah by the way talking about planning now I, I I cannot recommend it enough you should definitely film yourself even, oh, I mean, even if you don't have
2: time in theory like the, the schedule is horrendous you'd still recommend doing planning
1: yeah 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 yeah. I'm not so much into to uh, doing the thumbnail thing well I, I well it's, isn't
2: it almost the same it's just two
1: different approaches yeah well I, I find out when I do thumbnailing and also I'm from my schooling I'm uh, I'm supposed to also take a guess a stab at timing already at the thumbnail level and I find when I do that, my, my timing tends to be somewhat staccato. And when, when I just act it out, and this this is weird. The moment I act it out in front of the camera, I would shoot myself, oh, it, it's an ugly word, but I would film myself around 20 times. And it's always the first take that's the best. So I'll... I'll You'll I'll stop doing the other 19 from now on? No, never. <laughs> I'll do everything. <laughs> I'll do it all. And uh, by the 15th, I'm, I'm just repeating myself, I guess. Uh, I, I think the timing is, is good. I always pick up something from the filming that I could I didn't plan on. I put it in and said, oh, this is looking good. And then tweaking some more time. Uh, I I know I talked to you about this before, that I was like, yeah, I should all, that I always do thumbnailing and but now I, I like to just do the thumbnail in, in 3D it, it's quicker it's just quicker for me now it's also because after a while you, you become quicker with the computer it's just quicker to express myself
2: now and also like you mentioned you know the character better you know what works on, it's it will yeah. be quicker to do it in the computer
1: yeah well of course I mean unless you're an excellent drawer yeah I of course it's, it's great to be an excellent drawer but it it won't have so much to do with your, uh, you being a puppet animator, actually. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you are a puppet animator. Just with better tools, I guess. <laughs> some <laughs> will argue too. there, but... Yeah, yeah well, yeah, well, I'll probably get some angry males for that. But uh, that's, that's what I feel. Of course, you, you can totally take a 2D approach for, uh, for 3D animation. But uh, that's not my personal goal. I, I want to have more... I want to use the 3D medium for what it is. I, I'm not gonna clog it down and say, okay, I'm gonna be 2D on a 3D medium. But there's more to it, I feel. There's just more to it.
2: What would you say are some of the downfalls of being a 3D animator?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, uh, what's the cost of it? As uh, sort of, um, I mean, what you cannot do in, yeah, well, I mean, graphic shapes. And uh, metamorphis, uh, metamorphosis. I mean, you can't really change so easily between a giraffe and a man like you would in a like in a 2D thing. You know, that's funny. I actually did a giraffe man morph when I was in sco- <laughs> school. <laughs> Learned the hard way. Uh, well, that, that was, uh, well, it sucked. Anyways, um, but uh, that's something I uh, I miss a little. You. And also, I mean, if you. Something I, I liked a lot is the It's, it's El Dorado, the movie El Dorado. The animation in. Uh, it's like a psychedelic animation in. Uh, well, it's a song sequence, yes, I know, I know it's a song sequence, but it's some great shapes going on there. And this, you would have a hard time doing in, uh, in 3D. This, this Do you know which like. specific. W- where in the movie this is? I think this, it's hard to be a God song.
2: I bet you you know the lyrics to it as well
1: Yeah, I think I was Wasn't I singing them yesterday? Yes, after you were. some were I, I was singing rather loud Well, anyway, I'm not going to repeat it here If that's what you want No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, wasn't, Was there something more I was uh... No, you were
2: talking about shapes That's uh, graphical shapes on the computer And also metamorphoses.
1: Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's it, I think I, I would like to see more of that Uh, I mean well that's the limit so far these days I guess I mean you are you are seeing some rigging reels around on YouTube now where you can really tweak the shape you know on a frame-by-frame basis Mm -hmm.
2: so uh, looking back at your experiences if you were to give uh, uh, aspiring animators one good piece of advice what would what would that be
1: yeah, I had a great advice once. Let good animation inspire you. So, look a lot. A lot of uh, an animation. Really at the best. And Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> Snuten. Um. So, the more you look at it, the, the more easier it's going to be for you to make an opinion. And also be very honest about the shots that you are currently doing. Because you, you want it to be as good as possible so if you settle for second best that's that's just not going to be good enough so be honest and look a lot at animation
2: because that's one of the things i actually find a bit surprising is it's all there for you to see yeah it's all it's not like it there's secrets i mean you can just frame through the animation and it's all there in front of you
1: yeah exactly and that's that's the part where you should have some second eyes uh, looking at your stuff
2: What kind of people do you encounter at the bigger studios? I mean, what are their experiences? Where have they worked? Well, in... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Go Uh, on. And what kind of blend? Like, is is it a mix of young and older animators? Or is it basically experienced animators? Is it mostly European animators? Or do you have animators from big production
1: studios from all over the world? Well, on the last last production, it was big... uh, It was really a great mix it was local animators it was animators from many places in europe and some some uh, big shots also so i mean you and the by big shots what i you mean, mean yeah, we, we had people from disney and pixar no not pixar but uh, from blue sky as well uh and uh, i mean the the great thing is you can learn really from everyone there's there's uh, really no telling who's going to be the better, better animator, actually. it was, And it's, it's amazing to see how some people propelled or, or really learned quickly. I mean, we had one guy, great animator, Kucho, who um, started as junior and ended up as lead. And I think he did some of the best stuff at, in the movie. And uh, yeah, it, it was great. And... Uh, we also, at the end we were animating the same characters, I, I could send my stuff off to him and have him look at it, it was, I learned a lot from him, really, really great, great guy.
2: Awesome, I think it's time for some cervezas.
0: Yeah, I heard so, it's that way, my way, that, awesome. that way. <laughs> that was the end of the interview, thank you Stein Løteveit for spending some time with us. And now for the competition. Yes, and among the thousands of correct answers we received, we have chosen one winner, and that is... Carlos Freya.
2: Thank you, Carlos, for competing. We will contact you so that you can let us know where you
0: want your Porco Rosso DVD sent. And thanks again to norskanimation.no for sponsoring the show. Make sure you visit them for anything related to Norwegian, Norwegian animation. We will be back next week with more news and animation-related
2: stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash A-C-E
0: news. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Animation Conversation. One word. We also have a link on the website for that. If you feel we are doing a good job and want to support us, you can do that by pushing the donate button on our site.
2: You can email us at feedback at animationconversation.com for tips. Please read the show notes where we will put links related to the show at
0: our web address, animationconversation.com. That is it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly. And until next time, have fun and animate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, yo, yo, yo.